I have so much. And so some of that stuff kind of taints it a bit. And you kind of look around, you're like, I want to be look at my collection and be excited. I don't want to look at my collection and think about, oh, there's bickering going on to help produce that thing. And it's not to say that there isn't art behind the toys I collect, but this I feel like is a good reflection of kind of the whole art toy aspect where it truly is an artist's work being reflected into a 3D form. This is crazy. Oh. I can't believe that you predicted that, but there's a little green. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is fun. So you won't get to hear <laughs> me react. Like as I look at this. Hey, toy family, welcome to another edition of the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. And hey, George, how's it going? Oh, wait, he's not there. What happened to George? We were all set. We, th- we even waited two it hours so past, our, right two hours past <laughs> our record time. It's like almost midnight for you. It's almost nine o'clock no. for me. And uh, he's not answering our texts. I know. Well, and it's like, I was like, I can be a little flexible. I'll stay up a little late. And it's like, dude, man. <laughs> I'm a little concerned because he wasn't answering. Well, you guys were texting, kind of wondering when he's going to get home. And I think he might have been texting while driving. So the fact that he hasn't responded an hour now an hour. is getting a little concerning. I know. I hope he was safe. I felt bad even texting him while he was driving. <laughs> I should have probably stopped, but... <sighs> He was replying. I'm like, come on. Well, so it's like, George, at least reply and tell me you're like alive. Don't text and drive people, <laughs> please. George, be, yeah. be be healthy and well. I don't want the wrath of Jess coming in after us if uh, something happened. I know. Well, that, I, feel, I have a feeling Jess is part of the reason for George's absence. Jess. He gets home and she's like, honey, put your phone down. Spend Spend time with me. All smothering. Do you think she's a smothering <laughs> type? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They're they're very lovey dovey. They are. Seems. Yeah, they're very. Lo- they're in that that fiance stage too, where you're overly lovey dovey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so ten, I... ten years from now, he'll walk in the door and be like, "Babe, I gotta go record. See ya." <laughs> but now, right now, he's walking in the door and be like, "Hey, you wanna cook together? Yeah. I'll chop the vegetables and you saute the chicken, and then afterwards we can feed each other." <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll go sit on the couch and we'll put on that <laughs> Netflix show and watch the next episode. <laughs> and during the episode, would you mind? Cause I, I know you've had a hard day. Can I scratch your back or your head or give you a massage the entire episode? Because I just love you. <laughs> I laugh because I've been uh, there. That was me at the beginning of every relationship. I get it. It's okay, George, Jess. You're all allowed to love each other. But still, come on. Podcast time. And it's weird because I don't... I feel like it's been forever, Gary. Has it been forever since, like, I feel like maybe we just have been really bad this season and, like, skipping weeks, but it feels like we haven't done this in a while. You mean the three of us on an episode? Yeah, I mean, maybe it was just a couple weeks ago, but it feels feels like the gaps between yeah. our chatting are longer than they used to be. Well, we did, yeah, we did take a, a few weeks off just because, like, scheduling issues and stuff like that. And then you had the two weeks off when your when your parents came in town, too. So maybe that's another reason why it feels like that. But um, now that George isn't here, let's let's catch up. So I know last week you were meeting up with Horrible Adorables just out uh, in oh, Ohio, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I totally blanked. See, I'm, I can't even remember the things I did last weekend. I clearly have just 
forgetful brain. But yeah, no. Um, so Jordan from Horrible Adorables and I uh, decided to split a case of the Satorori's made by Solji. I hope I'm saying her name right, and I apologize if I'm not. But back, I think, in February, she was doing a pre-order, and we were chatting. We are like, oh, we really want these, but I don't really need 12. And then we were talking about how we still like one of each character. And so we thought, hey, this would be a perfect case to split because it's not like there's a lot of variation between the characters. It's really just colors. So it seemed like it'd be a pretty easy uh, case to split up. But um, So anyway, I think we pre-ordered it in February and she got it in March. And so we kept talking about doing a meetup because we, we knew the next time we wouldn't hang out would be till five points. And we, we didn't want to wait that long, but we also thought it'd be fun to open it together. And so Jordan was super sweet and just kind of hung on to, it. I don't know how she did it. Cause I would have wanted to rip into that baby the second it came in, but yeah, so we finally coordinated a meetup and we met about, you know, halfway between us in Dayton, Ohio. And, hung out Chris came and we also saw Travis from Urban Vinyl Daily and I got to bring Bailey along and nice with the case and hung out and chat toys it was really fun it looked like it I was a little jealous I wasn't there you know you guys do have phones you could FaceTime me or Google Hangouts and we can you know actually hang out and you know see each other again but I'll see you guys in a few weeks at Five Points Fest can you believe Gary it's less than a month away now I know. It really does feel like not too long ago we were at DesignerCon, and now it's in a couple of weeks we'll be in New York for a Five Points it, Fest, so time's flying. It feels – so, like, I remember joking at work, January felt like the longest month ever, and then now it's May, and I'm like, where? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, I don't know where the time's going. And actually, right. Teresa, um, so you mentioned, the you know, Five Points Fest, so the night before Five Points Fest is the Designer Toy Awards, and this week we received some great news that, so they released the shortlist of finalists for all the categories for the Designer Toy Awards, and so I'm happy to say that we made the uh, finalist list for Best Media Outlet, which is pretty awesome, so thank you everyone who helped nominate us and get us recognized in that category, and congratulations to all the finalists in the category. If it wasn't for, for all of you being so passionate about spreading the news and the word about designer toys i mean who knows where designer toys would be so you guys are make a large impact on the toy scene so congrats to everyone nominated and best of luck to you at the awards and uh, Teresa, also congrats to you and george yeah you too gary i'm excited for us i'm excited for anyone i mean it's always exciting to see the finalist list it means it's getting closer to DTAs and five points and all that kind of stuff. So it was exciting to see the shortlists and I'm, I'm very curious to see who's going to win this year. Oh, uh, in our category, <laughs> I no offense to anyone else in the category. You should all be proud and we've all done a great job, but really let's be honest with ourselves. I think all of us in the category feel like it's really just between the two blogs, Spanky Stokes and the Toy Chronicle. That's who's won it the past five, six years, just exchanging it back and forth, giving each other black eyes, going at their votes and stuff like that. So, I mean, come on. I, I, we all have our place in the category, but I I really don't see anyone it, else taking it. Yes. It, it, it's just, it just seems like they're just so dominant in this category. Yes. So have at it, boys. Good luck. <laughs> blog versus blog, yes. It's it's always interesting when the list goes up and then you see on social media all the different approaches people take. You get the yeah. people, obviously, like, 
people excited, saying thank you for picking me, all that kind of stuff, which is great. But then you see, like, you know, the gloves come out between Spanky <laughs> and Toy Chronicle where they're <laughs> posting all sorts of stuff. And I know they say they're not a rivalry, rivalry, rivalry. but they totally are. <laughs> no, they definitely are. I, they're, they've been going at it back and forth for like the past five, six years. They've just been exchanging it and giving each other black eyes and going hard after votes. We've all seen it. It's And I think it's been fun to watch. And the only other category I can think of where a lot has a lot of the same repeat people in the same category, it would be maybe the toy stores have it going on. But if they have some, a rivalry going on in the toy store categories, it's it's been unspoken. Then they've all been pretty quiet. But I feel like Spanky Stokes and the Koi Chronicle a little more vocal and really, really wanting that award. Which I understand because, you know, earning that award would be it would just solidify all the hard work that you did this year and just know that you've, you've been supported and it's been acknowledged. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I, I would hope that both Spanky and Toy Chrono will realize that their blogs are appreciated. Oh, they know, you know? They know that 10 times over. Like, so. We love you guys. It's just, and we also enjoy your rivalry too. It, it, here's the thing, Teresa. They've been, like I said, they've been going after five, six years. They've really dominated that category. It's just, and I think that's why that rivalry is there. When you got two people who just kind of exchange it back and forth, that's what happens, and that's what happens in sports, and I think that's what's happening in uh, Designer Toy Awards. And outside of Toys or Evil winning it that first year, they've, they've had it going on. I think uh, Spanky Stokes won it for three years in a row after Toys or Evil, and then their very first year out of the gate, the Courage Chronicle took it away from Spanky Stokes, which was, which was a surprise, and then Spanky Stokes took it back the next year, and then I think the last... I don't know, I had to look it up, but I think the Toy Chronicle might have won back-to-back years. So that's why the rivalry, and it's, and it's been fun to watch. Yeah. But talking about asking for votes, I think it's totally fine asking for votes. It just all depends how you go about it, I think, because there's definitely been cases where I've, you know, I've seen things where, I don't know if it's the wording, but sometimes things just come across as like arrogant or selfish. And when I see those, I, I almost get instantly turned off and rubbed the wrong way and, and don't want to give those people a vote. I, I think it's sometimes the, like the approach. I completely get, you know, making a post, thanking those for being on the list, saying, hey, if you love my work, I'd love your vote kind of a thing. doesn't bother me at all. Like none of that bothers me. What gets me, like what really rubs me the wrong way is when like people take it way too far and try to like essentially buy votes. Like, ugh. Bribing, like bribery for votes sort of thing? Like, did you see what Toy Tokyo did? I did. I, okay, so for those that may not have seen, on Instagram, Toy Tokyo decided to post a contest that if you went in and voted for them, you could have a chance to win a gift certificate for their store. Yeah, and that was and, like, that was a pretty generous gift certificate, too. I mean, it was 50 bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but... <sighs> It just really rubs me the wrong way. It's so cringeworthy. Because, like, if you feel like you're so desperate to win a category that you feel like you need to buy people's votes to have a chance, like, should you even be winning? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Why would you Why would you want to win that way? I, I think... That too, yeah. I just can't imagine being... It, feeling nearly as warding to, you know, winning the award after you just didn't do anything like that. And then... Just right. your fan base and your collectors and whatever else, and just you just see what happens and you end up winning the award. That would be far more rewarding than knowing or thinking that maybe you you bought some votes. Right. 
I completely, completely agree. I mean, I feel like it feel to know that the community and your peers, like from a panel perspective, decided that you were the one worthy of that year. That to me is so much more satisfying than saying, yeah, we ended up winning because we bought out all our votes. Like, that's just not cool. And it's not fair to everyone else in that category. You're kind of like right. disrespecting them, I think, by stealing. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of money for collecting and buying toys. And the, the chance to win that $50 gift certificate, that's huge. So I can see where that would definitely urge people to show that they voted for them. Yeah, it just irks me. I don't know. And... Here's what I don't understand about, though, though Teresa. How – maybe I didn't look at the rules closely enough, but how can they prove that they voted for that? Are they taking, like, screen, right. I, like a screenshot of it saying I voted or something, or are they just taking that's, them at their word? That's a good point because I'm pretty sure in their post it said uh, – I'm going to go look at it. But I'm pretty sure it just said, hey, go out and vote, and then once you've done it oh, – I can't find there – it's like an underscore in their name. There it is. Okay. So it said, we're giving away a $50 gift certificate. Vote for us using the link in our bio and then comment below voted to be selected. So, I mean, I guess I could literally just go right voted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no proof needed. But, Why not? I mean, I think the other thing too, and I mean, it's, it's, it's not even a knock on Funko, but Toy Tokyo is a company that has a large Funko collector base nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all but the other thing that irks me slightly is i just have this feeling that there's all these people who don't even care about designer toys don't even know what this is but being a collector of funko and wanting to buy toy tokyo merchandise could enter that's a great point i didn't even think about that you know what i mean there's people out there who might just be voting who don't even know what they're voting for and that's the other thing that's just like Come on. I don't know. It just, mm, I don't know. Just, I mean, I'm with you. It feels a little weird. It feels a little bribery and it's not a precedent you want to set. Let's say they do win. Does that now set the precedent for that's what you got to do to win next year? And I don't, I don't see a lot of the stores doing it, but maybe it's one of those things too, that the store category has been predominantly Rotofuji and my yeah. classic hearts went a, f- a couple times and then you know one year playhouse <laughs> blew everyone's minds when they won like i was not familiar with them at all like after that night they won right. i actually went back to the hotel room and like looked them up I'm like who is this store that just seemingly just came out of nowhere it was now we all know who they are and maybe we know a lot more about them because they won that award so maybe you know the awards you know can carry cloud and it's nice to be able to say that you're the best of something and it's not just just you know designer toy scene that, uh, you know, kind of does, you know, the occasional asking for votes or bribing for votes or whatever you want to say. It's, you see it in the magazines. Like, you know, we have the best of Phoenix, you know, got boutiques and uh, fast food restaurants and theaters all wanting that best of, you know, things. So when readers see it, they want to go check out the best of. So I get it. I understand why people really want these awards and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people take issue with fan voting, but, it, you know, it's it's always controversial every year. But, you know, it's def- I think it's here to stay and we need to have it. It's kind of it's kind of fun to have. Yeah, because I'll say there's even some panel voted ones that I wish we as fans could vote on. So I get it. But at the same time, I'm also like, oh, I want to vote for these, too. So <laughs> it's I see both sides of it. But I mean, they let us vote on some, which is great. And at the 
by the time this comes out, I think voting will be over. So <laughs> <laughs> I know we don't even get to uh, just kind of ask and talk for votes on our own platform. <laughs> I know. So yeah, I mean, she's right. It was a short window. It was only about five or six day voting window. So you, by the time you're hearing this, fan voting Fort is closed. Club. Yeah. Um, but there is still something that you can do for Designer Toy Awards. Um, the Marshamp Toy Hour, we've set up the third annual prediction pool for the Designer Toy Awards. So I will provide the link for that in our show notes, or you can head on over to the Marsham Toy Hour uh, group page on Facebook, and the link will be provided there. And what this is is you're just trying to predict who you think is going to win the Designer Toy Awards. Not who you want to win, but who's going to you predict is going to win. Two totally different things. And it's a simple multiple-choice um, form. All you do is you just go to the link, add your name, and away you go. Just start filling away, clicking a little bubble thinking, you know, who you're going to think is going to win that category. It's a fun, it's a fun thing to do. And so at the end of this, once all the winners are announced, I'll go through everyone's selections and whoever has the most is going to be declared the winner winner on the episode after the awards. And we'll yeah. put together a nice prize package. Get, get 50 million pennants. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, ten, maybe like 10 yeah. pennants. Okay. 10. But yeah, I, I think it's fun. I always enjoy this poll. I'm going to obviously take it because I think it's fun to think about who I think the panel is going to pick or the fans are going to pick. So, and it's always, it's obviously I feel like I'm a oddball when I look at a lot of these categories and some of the things in it, I'm like, man, none of these are things that I would personally maybe uh, collect, but uh, it's always fun to think about the scene, what the scene would pick. So. But yeah. yeah, I do not envy the uh, the committee for having to narrow down you know all probably hundreds and hundreds of nominees down to nine or twelve toys or people for each category. I mean, I heard they were in deliberations for like three weeks trying to narrow this stuff down. So, hats off to everyone that was on the panel, and thank you for devoting your time to do these awards for us. Yes, thank you. Okay, Teresa, I'm cu- I'm curious. So you talk about how sometimes you don't like seeing the toy drama and stuff like that. So. I'm curious, you're a collector, and you've told me before that you don't, like, it actually affects you when you see the toy drama. And I know there's toy drama, not just in, and just toys and in general, but, you know, amongst collectors and stuff, there can be drama, too, of someone, you know, flippers or whatever. So, does that affect you as far as wanting to collect stuff? It does. It, it... I feel like before, maybe before this podcast, maybe I didn't see it as much. Maybe I was more like oblivious and just kind of in my little collector world. Or maybe it's just more rampant than it used to be. I feel like I see it more often. And yeah, I mean, it it bums me out. Like I get that there's, you know, complexities to producing and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's toys. Like I want it to be fun and everyone to be friends and like each other. And so when I see all this, he said, she said, blame, stole, you know, someone stole my idea or X did this or X did that. It's just like, come on now. Like, it, it just makes me, f- do I even want to be a part of this scene? Like, this community. That's not good. I know. If, if we like- don't have you buying stuff, we're going to be in another toy recession. <laughs> I'm serious. You buy a lot of stuff. I keeping this scene alive. Every three days, you got a new package arriving at your doorstep. I know. It's just, it's hard. I have so much. And so some of that stuff kind of taints it a bit. I want to be, look at my collection and be excited. I don't want to look at my collection and think about, oh, there's like bickering going on to help produce that thing or like. I get you. It's, I don't know. I just kind of wish, I just wish the dirty laundry wasn't aired so freely sometimes like I I know I'm seeing it so if I'm seeing it other people probably are too and I get that things probably aren't perfect but 
I don't know, maybe keep it behind closed doors a little bit more. Because I don't know. I think it's just going to hurt the community, if anything. Let's all be, I don't know. You know I get it. No, we can, we can be our own so, uh, worst enemy sometimes. It doesn't always help, you know. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes you just get passionate about something. You just kind of want to, uh, you know, voice it, it. Just kind of voice it and get it out there. But <laughs> I, I've been victim of it. I've done it. I fucked up. So, you know, I, I, but I understand. I understand where you're coming from. You you have personally posted a uh, a rant. No, no, I wouldn't say it was a rant or anything like. I've definitely been accused of getting on my soapbox a little bit, and yeah, maybe I did. It actually, but the thing that one that I can think of, it was actually DTA related and mm-hmm. very similar to what we've already mentioned. And uh, it's it's just one of those things. Like by the time I re- realized the error of my ways, it was too late. And that's, that's the funny thing about, you know, the, the toy scene or probably anything. Like You post something, there's no control Z. You can't undo. You, yeah, you can't undo. And, uh, you know, there, people are so quick to take screenshots and share it around the community. And you're dead in the water in the first <laughs> 10 minutes if, if you don't delete that thing. So I did end up deleting it the next day, but, but it didn't really matter. The damage had been done. Social media is tricky, and especially in the written word. So, right. you know, suggestion to people out there, definitely... Don't post in the heat yeah. of the moment. Kind of wait on it and, and then think about it. And uh, but you know that sort of stuff. I mean, it definitely happens. And you know, hopefully that sort of stuff doesn't turn you off to collecting, Teresa, because that'd be a shame. Yeah. It just as collectors and fans, we want to be hyped. We want to be excited for next releases and what artists are making and what's going on in the scenes. I want to hear good things. Like I want to be like, yeah, let's get excited. Yeah, this is coming up. Yeah, and so when like intermittently it gets some of that gets toned down by some kind of conflict or issue going on. It just kind of kills that excitement. I don't know. Just twisted, you know, yeah. put, I would like to be back in my little bliss bubble, Gary, where I'm oblivious to the, the stuff going on behind the scenes. I just want to collect it. my cute and be happy. I know. <laughs> I know you do. And I feel bad because you mentioned that you, you've probably noticed this stuff more not since you joined the show. And, and that's just because we need to be more aware of what's going on in social media and releases and stuff like that. So I think that's probably the reason you're seeing this. But yeah. I'll shelter you more. I'll make sure that you, you know, maybe I don't forge your stuff anymore. Uh, but so let's move on. So let's mention some of our sponsors. We have some amazing sponsors on the show. First off, for all your designer toys, needs, wants, and desires, we got a couple stores for you. StrangeCatToys.com. If you go to StrangeCatToys.com, be sure to use the Marsham Toy Hour code SOTERESA, and you will receive 10% off your entire order. That is S-O-T-H-E-R-E-S-A, and it's all one word, no space between So and Teresa. Um, also, there's 3DRetro.com. 3D Retro also has a beautiful brick-and-mortar location out there in Southern California. So if you're out in, in that area, be sure to check that out. And for all your designer toy news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStoke.com and TheToyChronicle.com. If you like your news on the go and you're a big fan of apps, be sure to download the Toy Chronicle app at any one of your favorite application stores. Okay. All right, Teresa, I don't, I don't, I'm lost. What, what should we talk about next? Well, you know, the other thing that, um, so related to DTAs, so they um, announced the list up for the finalists. They also, though, um, announced the DTA Dummy Show, which I'm really excited about. So I think last year being that the, the DTAs and Five Points was all kind of like in flux and they're kind of readjusting everything. Um, it was a little different last year, but this year they are actually going to have the DTA Dunny Show on display and first available at Five Points, which I think it's super exciting. 
um, yeah. especially since I'm going. But also because it's like a, it, one of those shows I probably would have never able to see in person typically. Right. Plus, I think it's cool that they're making the pieces first available on the floor of Five Points. So if you're there at the show, you're going to have the first chance to buy it. And then um, later they're going to post it online on the Clutter Magazine web store uh, offering first to the preview list. So if you're not signed up for the preview list and you're interested, definitely do that. But I'm excited. So I'm actually going to get to see the DTA Dunny Custom Show yeah. in person. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for the show. And I, I think this is the fourth annual designer a DTA Dunny show, and I love that it's going to be at Five Points Fest here. Now that Clutter has their own show, I think that it just makes more sense to have it yeah. there. Previously, the first two years, it was held at the uh, the Clutter Gallery, which is great. I mean, it's not, that's their gallery, but it's in Beacon, New York, so it's not like we can all get there. And the third year, it was held at New York Comic Con, so a lot more eyeballs on it when it was at New York Comic Con. But now being at Five Points Fest... I think it's going to be great, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all the pieces. So, And if you're looking forward to buying the pieces, I, mean, I really think the only way that you're going to be able to buy these pieces and get the ones that you want is if you buy the VIP pass for Five Points Fest. So if you want that, head on over to fivepointsfest.com and be sure to pick it up. Yep. Um, the other thing I think is kind of cool, and I think this is a first, Gary, correct me if I'm wrong, but they said that there's going to be, along with 8-inch and 20-inch Dunny Customs, there's actually going to be 5-inch ones. Is that a first for this year to do five inch Dunny Customs? Uh, let me think. You know, I'm not, you know, uh, Igor Ventura, where I know every single thing about Dunny, but I think <laughs> I think you're right. I don't recall seeing uh, a five inch at last year's event. I don't think they did it last year. I'm pretty sure last year it was just the eight and the 20. So now this year it's going to have, I think, I could be wrong, but I think the five inch Dunny is a new addition. No, I think you're right. That sounds right. But I think it's exciting that it is going to be a mix of. The five inch, eight inch, and twenty inch dunnies. So there's going to be variety. Um, the other thing that I think is really interesting is they released the list of all the participating artists. And I'm not going to read through all of those. You can go check it out on, uh, you know, Clutter's Instagram. There, they have all that information out there. But um, when I read through that list, Gary, there were a lot of names, like a lot of new names in there, a lot of new artists I wasn't familiar with. Same for me. I mean, I, which I think is great. I think that's really great yeah. to like introduce new blood. I think a lot of them have been around. Maybe I just haven't, you know, recognized their work or they're coming from a different field or something like that. But yeah, I would say maybe 40% of the list I am not really familiar with and I have to research up on them. Yeah. No, I'm excited too. I, I love it because I'm always for bringing new artists into the scene or giving them a chance to show their work. Cause I did look up a few names. It seemed like there were um, a lot of fine artists. So maybe people who haven't even done a custom before looking to apply their style to a dunny. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. I think it's, it'll be fun to see some newer artists take a stab at creating a dunny. But um, one artist in particular that I'm really excited about, uh, one of the names on the list is Kendra's Customs. And she actually, uh, in the To, not, to Be Not Named uh, Waffle Group, uh, <laughs> I, she she would promote some of her stuff there. But her stuff is so good. And I feel like she blew up. She was doing a lot of um, shoe-based customs. So, like, hand-painting, um, like, Nike shoes or whatever. And I'm so not a shoe person, so I'm probably – totally failing explaining the the custom shoe scene but she decided to kind of switch gears and and tackle some toys and her work and her style is so good i'm so excited for her so 
Yeah, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned her because that's also where I discovered her work was on the Waffle Group. She was waffling off some some of her customs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, her work's great. I went to her website, and it's kind of like what you said. She mainly customizes, like, wearable art. So she paints handbags and shoes and stuff like that, and now she's transitioning over to doing more art toys. So, yeah, it's cool getting uh, seeing some new blood transitioning over and doing art toys. And uh, so with that lineup, like I said, I'm not familiar with a lot of people in the lineup, so I'm going to be introduced to a lot of new artists as well as having high expectations for the ones that I am familiar with. And it's exciting because, you know, some of the uh, artists we've had on the show before in the list, we've got Kyle Kawan, Sirius Silly K. So we've got some podcast friends Mm -hmm. uh, getting grabbed. American Gross, who is, um, Jesus. (laughs) Josh Denberg, one half of Flutter. (laughs) Yeah, so – Having had him on a previous episode, I didn't realize he was the one doing all those double-casted yeah. resin dunnies. The octo dunnies? I'm very curious if he's going to do, like, a really large cast custom. Oh, you mean, like, a 20-inch uh, one? Yeah, you know like, what? could you imagine, like, a giant double-cast 20-inch or something? I don't know. I'm really curious to see if that's... That's uh, a good guess. That's, I think that's a good guess. It could be. So, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking is something similar to that, but... Uh, I don't know. Good mix of people. I think people will be happy if it yeah. seems like it's a good variety of styles. So No, it's going to be a great show. I, I wouldn't be surprised if in next year's DTAs we're going to see some of these in the best custom category too. Yeah. Now, speaking of DTAs, Teresa, I know this year you spent several hours looking up. You, you wanted to make sure, because I think in the years past you haven't exactly nominated. And this year you were like, damn it, there was not enough cute last year. I'm going to... I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend the hours and the time and you nominated people. So I'm curious, out of everyone that you nominated, all the things you, you did put forth for nomination, how much of that did make the final cut? Not very much, Gary. Okay. How many pieces do you think you submitted for nomination? Let's open my folder. So I have a, fol- <laughs> a so, folder. Okay, so let me, let me, let me, t- for those that have never <laughs> nominated, okay, so as a non-nominator coming in to be a nominator, the process involves, so I, one, you have to do it individually. So every single nomination is a, a new form. You have to click and open. But the piece that was the most difficult is you are supposed to upload a photo, which I think is very weird and difficult. So, like, I, being the person I am, felt like I needed to find a good photo or I had to hunt down a photo of this piece that was in my head <laughs> and, like, figure out what the real name of it was. It was work, Gary. It was hard. But like, I've done it. I know. Yeah. So, anyway, I have this <clears throat> folder on my computer where I was pulling in photos of all the pieces I wanted to nominate. Darn it. And this is making me mad because I'm seeing all the things that did not make it in the list. It's, it makes me sad. I like when you get mad because you say words like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> so foul. I'm so mad. But um, <laughs> gosh, so it just I get it, but I don't I don't know. I feel like I want to go make my own award show called like the That So Teresa and <laughs> And it's just literally only cute stuff. Like it would, everything and, in every category would be two dots for eyes and a little smiley face. <laughs> like every toy would look the same, <laughs> and they would all they, be under three inches tall. Yeah, but uh, of what I nominated, I think I did nominate the 
Tokidoki Sushi Cars. Okay, that made it. Series. So that made it. I think the only other things that made it were in the non-plastic category. I nominated Amanda's, uh, Amanda Louise's Spade Piece. Okay. Uh, I believe I nominated the, I'm not even going to attempt to, to na- read its name, but the Horrible Jorables Giant whale the, the whale yeah that's awesome um your whooper looper car i know i submitted that so but like i i'm pretty sure those non-plastic items and that mini series is it which okay. it, it's fine i guess it's fine it's fine it's just it's frustrating like like for example you know i'm a huge chris Reiniak fan and i felt like he made a lot of awesome work last year and it's just frustrating to not see him get any recognition i feel like he deserves it um so hopefully he knows he's loved obviously by his fans and won't stop doing awesome work because he wasn't included in the list but i know it's hard too we were talking about you know it's not like everyone can get named there's a big scene with a lot of different people out there so um but yeah, so a few got in, but a few didn't. Well, a lot didn't, but that's okay, I guess. So not I'll a, just make my... not a whole lot of cute. No, not a whole lot of cute. Which, I think I think the um, what category? The minifigure series. That's the one that was strongest on the cute stuff. I think. It, I do, and I do have to say, you know, I remember last year I, we felt like some of the things in the miniseries weren't necessarily miniseries. Like yeah. actually felt like a mini series. I do feel like everything in the category seems to be better aligned with what I would think of as a mini series. So I feel better about that. But yeah, I mean it's fine. I, I kind of have to just expect it. I think at this point that maybe maybe what I collect maybe I'm like a weird oddball on the scene and like <laughs> maybe we need to get you on the panel. How about that? We'll get you on the. Uh... We we'll get you on the committee, and you can be in deliberations for three weeks. I don't know. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard when you spend time, and but yeah, you know. And I have to say, you know, so we we as nominators have to spend time to upload photos, which I guess is a way to help curate what they post on the site. But I have to say, one thing that I find really difficult, at least for the fan vote categories is when I go to look at artists of the year, for example, some of them just show a picture of the artist, but that does nothing for me because I like may not know them very well, but, and I need to see like the toys or the work they made to be like, Oh yeah. Like that piece was made or this piece was made. Right. And so I don't know if it's, it's just because the people nominating didn't provide good photos or what, but I feel like, it, it would help. I don't know if there's a way to get, make that process better, but it would definitely help to show their work. Here's what I can tell you. When you when you get the email that tells you that you've been nominated for or you made the finalist cut, they do say for like the next week, if you want to provide a better photo of yourself or your toy or whatever, because whoever submitted for you might not have chosen the best representation of your work. So they do allow that opportunity for you to then resubmit a better image or maybe cut out the background or whatever. So they do allow that for the, the, uh, the finalists. Yeah. I mean, there are a few in here like obviously it allows for multi-photo so there's a few of the artists that do allow you to kind of scroll through and see some of their work which i think is helpful so i don't know i guess i could say is to the artists out there if you get nominated as a fan coming in to vote it helps to see examples of your work so (laughs) next year you'll see someone like with a headshot with like a a halo of the toys they produced that year yeah 
<laughs> yeah, Photoshop some beautiful collage. <laughs> yeah, they didn't submit that themselves at all, which I think is fine. Submitting nominating, like, I did. I did not nominate anything myself this year. Now, actually, I'm gonna. I will admit it here on the show. Like the thing that I was absolutely most proud of producing last year did not make finalists, and I. And I'm not saying that I think it. If I, I feel it should, but I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think it was a good piece, and it didn't make it. And uh, what, what piece was it, Gary? Um, so it was like this Yeti shelf. I made it for the Mothership Galleries. They have the show that they do every year called the Yeti Magetti and. Uh, Yeti Mageddon, I'm sorry. Um, and oh, yeah. it's just like the, the head of a Yeti and then had the two humongous antlers on it. It's kind of like the um, Autumn Stag Shelf in the fact that I designed it to be yeah, to showcase minifigures. And uh, I had the tree swing as well. But instead of a swing, it was more of a, like a fallen um, tree and it had some snow on it and stuff. So I was just really proud of that piece. And I'm not saying by any means that that had to make a finalist or even be nominated. But I thought if there was a piece that I did last year to show up as a finalist, I thought it probably would have been that one just because I, I was really proud of that one. I It's so funny because you mentioning it. Like, I remember that, but it feels like so long ago. I didn't even realize that was part of the, <laughs> part of last year. That's a bummer. Well, so, that's what makes nominating hard because you can't remember a lot of the stuff that came out that far ago. Like, that piece came out in January, and I think the nomination period is 15, 16 months later, and that's a long time. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think that's one reason that people should be self-nominating themselves because you can't rely on collectors and fans to remember everything that was that far back. I mean, stuff that's that old is kind of out of memory a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't self-nominate it, and no one else probably did either for that reason. And, you know, it happens. Man, next year, Gary, get on it. If you have a piece you think is deserving, Tell don't you. be all shy. <laughs> get it out. No, I, 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 um, I didn't. I procrastinated is what happened. I did think about self-nominating it and I just, yeah, I just that, didn't do it. And there's, I think there's, I know a lot of people frown upon self-nominating and I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. All you're doing is just putting your f- stuff forth in front of the, the committee to then narrow it down to a final list. You're saving them the time or a fan or whoever else. You're just saving someone time and ensuring that your stuff is in front of their eyeballs. And I didn't do that this year. So that's on me for it not having the chance and who knows, maybe someone did, you know, nominate it and the panelists had decided, hey, there's just better pieces. I mean, that that's a great chance too. So, I mean, there's, I'm not upset about it at all. I was just thinking about what I produced last year. I think that's the piece I was by far most proud of. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But I mean, to, like, I loved that, that Yeti shelf. I just, in my head, that feels so long ago. I wouldn't even have thought that it was eligible. So it's hard. It's tough. But yeah, but... I, I do have to say um, there is another certain someone that got a nominee, but I'm partial to to not even mention it because he ditched us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah. but we'll be nice, George. But, yeah, no, they actually added – so we talked about the best production sculpt category they added this year. Yep. And George – Mr. George Gaspar got a uh, um, – got added to the finalist list for his dad bod deadbeat sculpt. So of Scott Tolson's design, right? Yeah, so congratulations, George. And it's not it's I think it's also in another category, isn't it? It's in two categories. Uh let's see. So George has the is in the finalist list for breast best breast <laughs> ah, best <laughs> production sculpt. <laughs> Probably the first time I've said that word. On. Oh my gosh! Come on! 
No, not this word in oh, general. Okay, on the, on the podcast. podcast. Okay. <laughs> Although boobies is a more preferred word for my taste, but um, that's uh, resin, maybe. Let's see. No. Maybe soft vinyl. Maybe no. He. I know that when I was filling out the prediction poll, he had the dead bod deadbeat was in two categories. Oh, well, you mentioned best resin, so I know that he did the. Uh, best unlicensed. He he sculpted Scott C's Ghostbuster bootleg. So he sculpted that one too. Um, but what was the other one? Was it Toy of the Year panel? No, it's not there. Is it under fan maybe? Fan. Toy of the Year and fan voted. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. I still can't get over it. It's a little wee wee. Little dad bod deadbeat. Personally, I never saw that as a wee wee. I just saw it as the end of the route. But no, it's totally. You need you got a little, you know, a peni fetish, Teresa. <laughs> no, I don't have a fetish. I have an anti fetish. <laughs> when I see it, I'm like, ah. <laughs> eh. You know, I'm actually I'm pretty disappointed Georgia didn't show up because we, did, you know, most of our prep that we did for this, this episode was for those two games. You know, one for George and then one for Jess to play at the end. And you know, I thought that'd be a lot of fun. And for the listeners, what it was is. One was like a freaky Friday role reversal thing. So I was going to show Teresa and George both an image, and they would have to describe it as each other. So Teresa would have to describe it how she thought George would describe it, and vice versa, uh, George as Teresa. So uh, I thought that would be a lot of fun. But at the same time, we were kind of talking about how it might be a total fail, too. I know. It would have been fun to try. That would have been funny to be to be George and George to be me I think it I I don't know how much fun I'd have being George but I would get a kick out of listening to George try to review a toy like me <laughs> I mean, I'm just so excited about this toy it's just so cute and adorable and oh my gosh look at his teeny tiny little man parts Yee, squeeze so cute <laughs> George would do a much better job I'm sure I mean he it, it would yes because I know I'm <laughs> I have my own unique way of uh, <laughs> discussing toys, so that would have been funny for me. But another day, I guess. Another day. We'll save it. That's worthy. I don't know. I guess you all tell us if you think that'd be funny, but we'll save here, it. Here's the possible. twist I was going to go with it, though. I couldn't – here's the – so I was going to pick the image, and I was going to show you guys on spot. I was just going to send you a link and say, go, describe it how Teresa would. And with you, it was a little more tricky because I couldn't decide whether to pick something more – sexual and raunchy and try to get him to describe it in a very G way <laughs> or pick something super cute and let him describe it in your squee, super cutie. Oh my God. I'm so excited. This is super cute and it's super adorable sort of way. <laughs> Both sound really good. So maybe I'll give them two. We'll just make him do the segment on his own. <laughs> <laughs> That's his punishment. And then I spent several hours developing a fun game for Jess, and then she's not showing up either. I know, but I do like that game, and we're going to save it and do it another time because that'll be fun. Okay, I'm pretty sure they're done having sex now, so (laughs) maybe he'll answer his text. Well, it's funny because he did reply now. Oh, he did reply back to you. Okay, he's a liar, though, because he texted, almost done here, which don't know what he's doing. But sex. It, stop saying sex. Coitus. Oh, humping. Aggressive. No, cuddling. that's worse. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, doing the deed. Maybe doing the deed. The deed. Um, that's way worse than anything I just said. No, it's not. 
You make um, it sound like a chore. I don't know. It maybe it is sometimes. Um, <laughs> but he said, "Almost done here. I'll try to pop in, but I'll text first. And I've yet to receive that text. And that was, uh, let's see, almost forty minutes ago. So, okay, so I think he... at this point we've we've lost George as as an option for us. And this He's is just... why we should not be best media outlet. We can't get our shit together. <laughs> Shush! Don't say that, <laughs> Carrie. I think the fact that we are honest and true to ourselves is a reason we should get votes. We are ourselves. It's true. I'm, I am totally me on this oh, show, no, and you're I, totally you. Mm, so I, I might, <laughs> I might downplay myself a little bit. Okay, well, take that out. Make people think that we're we're awesome. We, uh, what's the word? <laughs> What's the word when you're yourself? Shoot. What do you mean? That's just, you're just being yourself. You're, I am not the one to ask about the English language, Teresa. Let's just cut, let's just cut all this out because this is just going nowhere. So, but should we do some Lisa sneak peeks? Yeah, sure. Well, can, okay. I, I actually, can I start? Please do. And I just, I just slammed on my couch and scared Bailey. I'm sorry, baby. Yes, let's do some leaks. But I actually, my leaks are more just wanting to ask you about your leaks, if that's okay. Well, I took a leak about 20 minutes before we started the show. But they're good, oh. good flow. Everything's oh my good. God. Gary Ham. <laughs> you want me to be no. more like myself? There you go. Yeah, I think I'd take that back. Take it way. back? Okay. I'll, I'll dial it no. back. Well, so there, it isn't even really that new or recent, but there was. You actually helped leak it, but then, like, we never got any info, so I want you to talk about it. But um, okay. it looks like you're working with Pauber on a mini Whooper Looper, and you posted, like, a month ago, a photo of a prototype. What show was that at that Pauber was at that leaked Shanghai it? Toy, I think it was the Shanghai Toy Show. Yeah, the Shanghai – yeah, STS. So you, po- you re – posted this photo of this prototype of a mini whooper and i want to know the deed so what's going on with that what is tell going me. on with that well okay so here's what i can tell you so that image that you're talking about someone who went to the shanghai toy show actually took that and sent it to me so that's how I, that's i didn't even know it existed so that was the first time i saw it so i reached out to jacob Pauber, and he told me that is actually the 3d print Okay. So we haven't gone to vinyl yet. That's not a vinyl test bowl, so we still have to do test colorways and stuff like that. Um, okay. And so, and can I just speak to the, the Asia convention? So I just mentioned the Shanghai Toy Show. We got to stop doing events on the same weekend because Jake was telling me that he wants to release the first colorways of the Mini Whooper Looper at either Singapore Toy Games and Comic Convention, which is STGCC, or the Beijing Toy Show. And th- those both fall on the same weekend in September. And this is the third time that I know of, because a couple weeks ago it happened with the Shanghai Toy Show and the Shanghai Superfest Toy Show. Those fell on the same weekend. And then like a week, actually this past weekend, there was the Thailand Toy Expo and the Singapore Art Toy Culture fell on the same weekend. So Asia needs to communicate and stop doing conventions on the same weekend. I mean, people would like to, to be able to attend a couple of these um, but anyway, so yeah, that's what it is. Jake said in September, we should probably see a colorway, which convention it releases at. He didn't say, but should be September. 
So we're still ways out yet. No, but hey, this year, that's exciting. And I know some people may not realize, but it looks like that based on some comments that the legs articulate. It does. So it can stand or, yeah, you can move the legs and it will sit. It's really cute. Oh, I'm excited. It's It's right up your alley, Teresa. Uh, It's totally Teresa. I'm excited. All I can say is, Pauber, if you're listening, please don't curse me. And make me all sad by making a convention exclusive out of the gate. Making a colorway I can't get. Please make it online. Okay, Teresa. <laughs> you got to hook up. If, if you want it, let I me know. I know. But still. For the <laughs> you, people. You got to pay for it. It's not for free. Okay. Well, for all the Gary Ham fans, I'm, I'm pleading to you on behalf of all of us. Okay. To make, to make it available online. But that makes me really excited. I was hoping it was coming this year. Yay! So that was one. Oh, wait, there's and then more? the second thing. One more. One more. So that was one. But the second thing, I know you've mentioned it, I think, briefly. Um, but the Jasper that you're working on with Martian Toys. Okay. Uh, where, where are we at with that? Any new info? Um, I th- you know, actually, I think it's pronounced Jasper, Teresa. Oh, is it Jaspar? <laughs> no, I think that's like George Gaspar. Oh, no, I thought it was. <laughs> no, I'm not that pretentious. It's 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 spelt with two A's to pronounce it however you want. Jasper, Jaspar, I don't care. It's just my son's middle name is Jasper, so it was kind of like a tribute to him. So actually, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, there was this contest that Martian Toys was was hosting. It was called Design a. a a blank contest and so I entered a couple of designs and one of my designs ended up winning so that's now being produced and so I called it the Jasper and it's kind of like a ghostly platform uh, so I called it Jasper also for my kid's middle name and also because it plays off of Casper the Friendly Ghost a little bit. I get it. I get uh, it. Okay so here, here's what I can say and I it's just tricky because Aaron's currently a Thailand Toy Expo or Aaron of Martian Toys and the figures, actually the Jasper figures, the first painted prototypes, were supposed to arrive there for him to display at the booth. I have not talked to Aaron, so I don't know that they've actually arrived. We've always heard stories about these things getting stuck in customs and stuff like that. So, um, And actually, I think I just sort of just divulged some news too. So originally, it's you know I mentioned it was a design a blank contest and it's supposed to be produced as a blank, but we like the platform enough that we decided let's also offer it up as an artist series. So what we're going to do first is release them as an artist series and then follow that up later with the DIY blank and there's going to be two different two different sizes so the artist series is going to be like standard minifigure size somewhere between a dunny and a VAG you know 2.5 inch to 3 inch size somewhere in there and then later the blanks will be about 4 to 5 inches I think and those will have easily pull apart arms and legs so um, we're recording this on Thursday I think this is the first day of Thailand Toy Expo so I would I'm going to assume at some point over the weekend we might start seeing some photos of Aaron received those prototypes. So I think it's safe to say um, that we'll see some photos of what the first artist series Jaspers might be looking like. Cool. So like if they're already getting painted samples, it's further along than the mini whooper, which means we should potentially be able to purchase soon. Um. I don't know. So the original plan, so the, you know, the design contest ended back in like I think November, and they got going pretty fast on the three D sculpting and all that sort of stuff. So I think the original release, and there is, it might still be possible to release at least one colorway at Five Points Fest coming up 
geez, that's only three weeks away. I mean, I don't know if that's possible because a couple of weeks ago I uh, had some edits to my uh, to my Hootler Owls, and uh, well, that's my design. It's a Hootler Owl. There you know, and um, so I had some edits to that, and I the ones that Aaron said he was going to receive in Thailand were the first passes, so they're not the fully revised one, so I don't know how long the, you know, the revisions are going to take, but I guess if they get the revisions done fast enough, maybe he could just have them airshipped over to the, to the event, so I don't know, but it's, it's maybe five points, maybe, or if not five points, probably within several months after that. Cool. Man, two Gary Ham toys in a single year. <laughs> Holy bananas. It's not the first time it's happened. You act like that's never been done before. I had a good year last year. I know. It's true. I just like to pick on you because you just don't make enough for us Gary Ham fans. We want more, Gary. <laughs> I, we want I, more. I will admit, since I, since I started doing the podcast and I've had the, the two kids, yeah, my production has gone down. But you know, I like to think that I'm still producing on a decent level. Every year I have, you know, a few releases and and stuff. So it's not it's not as it's not what it once was, but it's... I know. I just like to pick on you, but I'm excited. I think they're both going to be great. Well, thanks. I mean, I I do want to get back in the woodshop, though. I mean, I know I definitely slipped on uh, doing the self-production, so I I need to get back in the woodshop and start making. I want to start making more of the, you know, like the shelf displays that are good for, like, the minifigures, like that Yeti shelf I was talking about, or the Autumn Stag, or I have another one that I've always intended to make more of, but it was like a Tree Man uh, a symmetrical tree man tree shelf. It's pretty big with lots of room to display stuff. And uh, I have a lot of other ideas for toys and stuff that I just, you know, I just haven't gotten around to. So I'd like to get back in the garage and rev up the saws and, you know, get back to it. Do you need an intern, Gary? Could you, you want to hire me for a summer and I'll come and be your right hand woman? And, and what would you do? <laughs> I don't know. I'd give you a piece of wood. <laughs> And then I'd say, hand, hand me that piece of wood over there. And you go, yeah, yes, sir. You'd, you'd cut it and you'd be like, sand that for me. And I'd be like, I got your back, Jack. And okay. I'd just sit there and sand it all pretty. I don't well, know. If you want to come out one summer, you're more welcome to do that. It's about 115 degrees here during the summer. I have no AC in the, in the garage. So, yeah, sweat it up. Get to work. Let's do it. As long as I could bring my little Bailey, I'm sold. Bring Bailey, you know. You work for a few hours, get sweaty, and then we'll hit the water park. We got wet and wild right behind the house. That's uh, that's pretty much where I spend my weekends during the summer, wet and wild. We'll have to see if I can take a sabbatical from work. I'll be like, I've got to ve- – I'll somehow spin it. I'll be like, this relates to work. I need to go do this. It's like <laughs> – I don't know. <laughs> okay. For some reason, you show back in uh, Kentucky with a tan. Yeah, they're like, where have you been? Oh, you know. <laughs> Learning about web stuff. Not right. not at all. Phoenix making w- woodwork. But, so enough but about no. me. Did you have, did you see anything this week that you would like to talk about as far as a leak and sneak? A real leak and sneak? Okay, a real leak and sneak. Um, those were real, but... They were. I, they were. To, I had to squeeze them in. I had to squeeze them in. I think, you know, obviously what's, I guess, hot and heavy right now is Thailand Toy Expo. I was going to say George uh, and Jess, but if you want to say Thailand oh Toy God. Expo... Oh. Fine. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> but to, as you mentioned, I feel like like Asian conventions get to a point where it's like they're constant. But the big one right now, and this is one of those that I'm just like, oh, if only to be there. 
but Thailand Toy Expo is going on, and I feel like there's just tons and tons of news. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I could go on and on about things I've seen that are at TTE, but um, one thing that I was excited about was Kurobokan, who makes the little Nimbus dogs. Okay. Um, and they're making a bunch of different series, but they were working with Eric Noah to create a Corgi version. Um, and I've only ever seen like a couple of colorways so far, but they finally did an original Gwen the Corgi colorway um, and previewed it at TTE. And I think did a pre-sale or like a initial sale there, but it's super cute. Obviously I love cute stuff. Uh, it's like, it's like perfectly pudgy and got cute, cute little squat legs. It's got a little tongue peeking out <laughs> of its mouth, all cute like. But um, I'm excited because uh, it's not necessarily a TTE exclusive. They did sell it there, but they're also going to sell it online through a couple retailers. Uh, if you check out the Kurobokan Instagram, it's K U R O B O K A N. Um, they've got the details and the links of the different sites who are going to sell it. But if you're into cute stuff, if you're into corgis or just dogs, I I don't know if I've told you this, Gary. Like I have a little like dog themed toy shelf dedicated to my little fur child, mm-hmm. um, where I kind of curate dog related things. So I feel like Gwen the corgi could fit right in. I'm still waiting for a Schnauzer toy. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't know why, but Schnauzers just don't get the love that like corgis. And Boston Terriers and Pugs and French Bulldogs. Like, it's like. Okay, do you know what? why? Here's the reason. All those dogs that you just mentioned are kind of goofy looking. Yeah. But Schnauzers are goofy. They have beards. Okay, here's the other problem. All the other dogs you mentioned kind of have smooth coats or nice silhouettes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a, a Schnauzer has, like, furnishings on the legs and the beard. And it just. I'm sure someone could do it to where it would translate into a, a toy form, but I don't well, know. I don't think you're going to see one. I'm challenging the toy world to make me an adorable schnauz or something <laughs> to add to my shelf. But when the to- when the corgi's adorable, they also made a pink soda edition that was pretty fun. But anyway, I was excited because I love me some dog stuff. I mean, there were. Like I said, I could go into a million different things from TTE, but that was one that stood out to me because I've been waiting for a while to see them do the original colorway. So, okay, yeah, those are good. How ones. about you? So, same thing, uh, Thailand Toy Expo. That this toy is actually going to be have the original release there, but it's also going to be releasing statewide last Friday. By the time you hear this, so it's called the Mister Self Endured. Uh, it's called the Mister. <laughs> Indulgence. <laughs> so it's called Mr. Self Indulgence, and it's a nine-inch vinyl figure, and it actually it's actually a two-pack. So it comes with the nine-inch um, Mr. Self Indulgence, who's like a he's like a baker, and he's uh, his head is a full pie, and out of the pie he's cut a slice out of it, and he's holding that slice in his hand, which also contains one of his eyes. So it's very cannibalistic, but also has great personality. It's a lot of fun. Very well done. And then it comes with a companion piece. It's a four-inch figure. It's um, a couple scoops of ice cream in a bowl. Um, but he's anthropomorphic, and uh, it's great. And so it's being produced by Martian Toys, and it's going to be 150 bucks. And 
Um, it's actually designed by an artist called Noir, and this is her first designer toy. Um, so a little history on Noir. She is an L.A.-based painter. She actually started out her um, career in art doing background paintings for cartoon companies like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. And, and then around 2006, she went off and started doing her own her own art, which is, has a very like American um, mid-century flair to it. It's very cartoony and pers- it has a lot of personality. It, it looks a lot like um, like the old like 1950s and 60s like cartoon ad campaigns and advertising back then. So it's, it's really great style. I like it a lot. It's very vintage. And if this all sounds good to you, you can pick it up now. It's martiantoys.com or strangecattoys.com. And uh, I think it's going to sell really well. So I would just, just jump on that now if you can afford it. And uh, I don't think I'm out of school by either by saying I think this is going to be in several categories at next year's DTAs. Cool. Yeah, I, I actually saw that one as well, Gary. And I completely agree. It's a fantastic piece. They've done a really good job translating uh, the artist style into a toy. So, um, and it's, I can't believe how big it is. Nine inches tall is a big piece of vinyl. It's yeah, it's pretty, and it's a chunky piece. So I'm sure it looks even bigger than that. And they they come together as a set. I, I could be wrong, but I think if you want, you might be able to get that four inch little scoopy separate. I know they come together as a box set, but I think that might come separate. I I don't know. I, I could be talking out of school, but I think, Maybe. I, I, I don't know. But I but also yeah, want to say that um, congrats to Martian Toys on recognizing that Noir's work would translate so beautifully to 3D. It's, it's as if her characters and her paintings have come to life and uh, her, her stuff was meant to be a toy. And it, it's gorgeous, well executed. So congratulations to everyone involved on that. And it's also nice to see that uh, Martian Toys is also doing like high-end like uh, toys based on fine art again too, because when they first broke into the scene with their very first toy production, um, they released a toy with Jason Lamone, and that was actually based on one of his paintings called The Inamominable Snow Cone, and they made a huge splash with that, and um, it actually went on to win a designer toy award for Toy of the Year, and um, Mr. Self-Indulgence has that same vibe that Abominable Stokone does. I mean, just true art toy, beautifully executed, really high-end and well-done looking with a narrative. So um, I know Martian Toys has, has produced a bunch of toys, but it's kind of exciting to see uh, that they're back to doing some of these high-end fine art toys. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the conversation we had with George about, you know, the scene lacking some of the art side of it obviously there's going to be toys I like and I don't care necessarily like it's cute and I like it and it may not be super arty but I'm into it and it's not to say that there isn't art behind the toys I collect but this I feel like is a good reflection of kind of the whole art toy aspect where it truly is an artist's work being reflected into a 3d form so I think it's it's getting back to that idea George kept talking about of wanting to see more art Mm-hmm. in the toy world again yeah. um i think i think what's really cool too is you said it's vinyl but like i don't know if it's the way that it's been produced but it almost has like a, a i want to say porcelain like it, it the paint effects on it are are so well done that i don't even almost see of it as being vinyl does that make sense so you're talking about the, the areas where it's like spot gloss or spot spot varnish like the interior of like the uh 
the cherries like, inside the pie and like the eyes are super glossy. Are you talking yeah, about that you, nature of it? Yeah. I mean, even just the shading, like the shading throughout the face yeah. and the body and everything give, just, it elevates it. It's, yeah. it's definitely like taken the artist's work and really looked to apply it properly. Um, so I think it's exciting. I know a lot of people were talking about it. A lot of people were excited um, so bravo to Martian toys for getting this baby done. Cause it's, it's, it's a really cool piece. It's not something that is personally my aesthetic, but I can totally appreciate. Now, if it was smaller, you, you don't like large toys. If it was smaller, if this was produced, say five inches or under, is would you think of maybe buying it then? I don't know. I think, I think it's that the theme of it is probably not for me. Like the whole cannibalist pie. <laughs> <laughs> Is, okay. is a little, you know, but like the little Mr. Is it Mr. Scoopy? Am I saying that right? Little Scoop. Little Scoop. Little Scoop. Oh, little Scoopy. So like little Scoopy's cuter to me. So I could see if that were one, I love the idea of it being sold separately. I'm not sure that's really going to happen, but that's cool if it is. But if that were even smaller, I could see me buying like a little Scoopy to go sit on my shelf. So if the, um, four, if the four inch one was say like, I don't know, 25 or 30 bucks. Do you think you would pick that up by itself? Maybe. I could see doing that. Okay. We'll see. I do have to say, I do know I went, I, so I was kind of perusing around and um, I had never heard of this artist before. So I kind of flipped over to their Instagram, was checking it out. And it was kind of cool to look at the people who are really into that artist art and read their comments. Because, like, there's Arstein, right, who has been into toys. And then there's the people who are into the specific artists seeing that work translated to a toy. So I think it's really fun to read their perspective. Um, and they all seemed really happy. The only comment I saw that was interesting is – so it's based off this painting um, from 2012. And in that piece, there's another character. And it's, like, a little girl um, who's, like, a – a waitress or a maid serving a glass of milk to the pie guy. And uh, there was a comment that said, Oh, I really wish you had made that into a figure as well. So like all the pieces in the painting. So I don't know if Martian toys will, will pick up on that and maybe there'll be a future extra companion. Um, but overall it seemed like the followers of this artist were really digging it as well. So it seems like it's a win-win it's doing well from the toy perspective, doing well from the artist perspective. And, I know they're going to do multiple colorways too, right, Gary? They're going to do more than just the cherry. Yeah, I imagine you're going to see blueberry and whatever apple. flavors of cherry. I don't know about apple. Maybe, maybe apple. Blackberry. Blackberry. I, I, think, you, I think you're going to see the things that have a little more color. And I think definitely with, if they ended up doing Mr. Scoopy by themselves, I can see it being – I don't know if it would have to be – you're probably going to see like a cherry chip and a vanilla and a chocolate and probably a whole bunch of different colorways with that. But maybe not. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hot off the press, Gary. Hot off the press. Wait, are you on Instagram okay. right now? Yeah. So literally an hour ago, Martian Toys posted, okay, so this is hot off the press. There's a Thailand toy expo exclusive little scoopy called the green tea edition they made 50 of them no um and they are 29 dollars oh for the stall. Look I, at this. I, I, dude i called this it 29 bucks this is crazy <laughs> i can't believe that you predicted that but there's a little green i don't know oh my gosh okay this is fun so you won't get to hear me <laughs> react like as i look at this 
um, Neapolitan bubblegum blueberry rocky road whoa, 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 look whoa, whoa, whoa. to be. Where are you seeing okay. this? Okay, so on Martian Toys Instagram, the second photo, and don't worry, we're gonna get back to the first photo because that's another sneak we're gonna get back okay, to. Okay, wait. So in the same, so in the same feed with the green tea edition, I swipe left, and we're talking about the second yes. photo. Okay. Yes. So there's a second photo where you see the box art, and then if you go to the third photo, you see a side of the box where they show different flavors of little Scoopy. There's no third image for me. It's just a blank well, white. I'm in, my, I'm, I'm in my office. I have, oh, okay. It just popped up. So Look, blueberry, bubblegum, Neapolitan. That's my favorite one. No, I, that is my, one of my favorite flares. I really like this green tea one with that Neapolitan. I'm definitely going to have to pick up. I think the green tea looks like a little bit, I don't know. I, I like that it kind of looks like mint chocolate chocolate chip a little bit, but I think Neapolitan with the blue cup and the blue nose. Ooh, and it's. Oh, this is fun. You know, so, I, I've okay. never had green mint tea, but I think I want that one too. I just like that that it's shade pretty. of green. That shade of green. And you is like nice. how the you like how the cherry is glossy. I do. You know, what? I'm also a sucker of toys with gasket lips. Well, it's totally like whooper lip. <laughs> That's what I mean. I, I like that gas. You know, you know, it's not. It's just I like that gasket lip thing. This is totally. This is like totally your your style this is like a thousand percent oh yeah this has told me i mean i've always said i love vintage toys i'm a big fan of classic vintage ad campaigns and stuff like that so this is totally totally right up my alley you know i'm kind of okay his vanilla brother companion for the cherry edition but there will be so many ice cream flavors collect them all so i'm curious is the vanilla one Teresa? i just got in my tags i'm tagged too Check out Martian Toys from fif- know. 15 minutes ago. I know, I know. We'll get there. Oh. We'll get there. I want to I wanna finish this first. I have a thought, though. Okay. We're going to have to totally edit this. I don't care. No, this is so, live. We're not cutting this out. No. Live look, reaction. Okay. So here's my question. So they say the vanilla is the companion to the Mr. Self-Indulgence. So do we think that vanilla is going to be sold separately? Or is vanilla only going to be acquired with the larger piece no it would be smarter to keep that only with the larger piece anyone who's willing to spend 150 dollars on a toy should get a unique colorway with that toy that no one else can get individually that's my personal opinion all right all right but But who's uh, to say on the other side of that box there's not four other colorways so maybe vanilla or chocolate or that's true cookie mint is on the other side of the box all right aaron show us the other sides of the box we should probably get aaron on here when he gets back explain some of this stuff well i think i think it'd be really fun to get him back on anyway because it was their first time over to tte so i want to hear what he thinks so we should definitely get him on yeah and i don't know that i don't know the details so the other thing i was going to say what, what he released 15 minutes ago while we were recording is he actually released photos of the jasper uh minifigures that we were talking about and so Ooh. i don't know the details on this stuff but he's He's willing to show the first colorway samples of it. So there you go. All right. Hold on. I look good. This, when is you my first, to... this is my first time seeing them. All right. Yeah. I'll, let me go look at these. Ooh. Oh, man. Gary Ham, I want that blue one. The blue one? The blue owl. I'll tell you. I'll give you, I'll give you a leak on that one. 
So the blue one is going to be my shop exclusive. I don't. I have no idea when that's going to be, but the blue one's going to be my colorway exclusive. And I believe that green one that you're seeing there, that is going to be Martian Toys, just uh, main release. I do like the green one too. I like both of them. Oh, it looks so good, but on it, actually, the Red Riding Hood one with the wolf coming in that's, on that's, the side. That's Ms. Nawadas. And I love the fact that, so that um, so it's a little Red Riding Hood. And on the back, she did a great job with the narrative. It is a, um, you know, the big bad wolf kind of wrapping around the backside of the figure. Turned out, oh, turned that one's out really great. cool. I actually really like, too, the use of the, the, like, the dress cape idea. So, like, she's got yeah. the little bow tie and then kind of, like, the cape, yep. like, the way of. I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but it's cool. <laughs> her hoodie? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, her, like how cape, it's like a her yeah, cape with the, the hood. hood. Yeah. Like a hood. <laughs> no, she did a great job with the platform. Oh yeah, that one's really good. cool. Oh man, the little alien guy. Oh. So yeah, the, the other fun. artists, the other two artists. So the, there's four initially releasing uh, my designs, which I called Hootler, uh, and the other designs are by Ms. Nawada, Muxi, and Yama Yama. Cool. I think it's kind of fun because those are probably less known artists. I know they are for me. So I like that they're getting pulled in and it's good stuff. And Ooh, here's something I did not know. So I'm reading it and it says Jaspar means treasure. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love how, how Aaron decided to give your name more meaning than you really gave it? <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go that deep with it, but that's a nice translation. I like okay, it. help me. Who is the bad guy in Aladdin? Um, Javar. J Jafar. Jafar. The whole time you were saying Jaspar, and I was like, it sounds like you're saying a Disney Jafar. villain. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> I just it, it was bothering me. But oh my gosh, I can't believe they released stuff. This is so exciting. Oh my gosh, Gary, I want your owl. It's so cute. <gasps> I'm excited. I'm excited about this ice cream guy. You all, I'm into toys. I want to buy toys. Well, these are, remember, these are the first paint samples, so we still might have some tweakies, some tweakies tweakies to make, but that, you know, usually that doesn't take that long. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe these are going to be coming out sooner than later. I have no idea. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, the other thing I'm trying to figure out, so I went to Martian Toys because they're talking about Little Scoopy and being able to buy $29, the lower four inches tall. So I'm like, all right, like, is it online? But I can't find it. <laughs> huh. So I'll have to keep I like but... life breaks like that. That was fun. See, oh, my God. That... George, the whole George waiting around for two hours for George has paid off. We had a live and he reaction. Never did, he never did text me again, so he's getting shamed. I don't know. What the, what, what the hell? Yeah, he's going to get, get in trouble when I talk to him next. <laughs> like, can you imagine seeing me get George in trouble? He'd just fucking punch me. Like, he, it, it, would be, it would be laughable. Come on, Gary. This episode is so much more fun because it's just us. I have Fish no, pop. I have no pull <laughs> with George. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Neapolitan! I keep looking at this little guy. I just want to like pinch his little nose. <laughs> okay. So wait, Man, did you say on. did you say the green one was a TTE exclusive only? No. Okay. It's it says. Or is it just releasing there for the first time? Okay. I will read it verbatim. 
Our Thailand Toy Expo exclusive is a little Scoopy green tea edition of 50. $29 over four inches tall. Then it says, but there'll be, it says his vanilla brother is companion of Mr. Self-Indulgence Cherry, but there'll be so many more ice cream flavors. Collect them all. It, it doesn't really, like, my guess is they're selling it at TTE. It's possible they might let all 50 sell. Well, but, you would want to. Yeah, you would definitely yeah. want to. But it sounds like you need to shoot Aaron a message and <laughs> say, yeah. <laughs> I, I might have to do that. <laughs> I need me some green but I, tea. But I, but I want the whole set, too. So I'm talking about shelling out almost 200 bucks here. Good thing. Good phone. thing we got tax returns, huh, Teresa? This is exactly what tax return seasons are for. This is where you good may hard... say that, but tax returns are going to. You know my house woes, my hell house. I got I'm the same paying. woes, Teresa. It, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. So anyway, home woes. So welcome tax... to home ownership. Home, home ownership. Home ownership. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap this up. But anyway, <laughs> tax returns, sadly, not for toy fun, more for home stuff. But still, doesn't mean it matters. We're splurging on little scoopies. Hey, if it wasn't for tax returns, I would not be seeing you at Five Points Fest. So. Well, then yay for tax returns. That's right. I'm excited. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be fun. By the time this is releases, it'll be, gosh, just under three weeks and I'm looking forward to it. I've been to New York a lot of times, but it's always been New York City, Uptown, Manhattan area. I've never been to Brooklyn, so I'm really excited to see, you know, what Brooklyn has to offer. Yeah. Be no, cool. me too. I've never been over to Brooklyn at all. So it'll be fun. I'm excited. I still want to go over to Manhattan for a little bit because I like that. I like walking around Manhattan. I like being a tourist. I'm a rare breed i guess i don't know i think think i'm kind of like you i uh i know a lot of people love avoiding crowds but i like being in the center of something so being at times times square for me i think is awesome awesome. just all the lights and the enthusiasm and the touristiness of i i just enjoy walking around that area yeah no i totally do too I like being a tourist. I mean, I don't like being the tourist that like walks around in like a fanny pack and giant camera tourist, <laughs> but the hidden tourist, you know, I try to blend in. Yeah. So, well, I'm disappointed. George didn't show up. Um, bummer. Yeah. We will, but you know what? We got a hundredth anniversary episode coming up next week. If we, if we keep our act together and start doing weekly again, we can do it. We got this Gary. Like we got this. This was so, fun. George, we didn't miss you at all. Pish posh. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what the listeners thought. They love George. They need a little angst in there. Here, I'll be George. Oh, that toy's stupid. The toy sucks. It's smooth and dumb. Yeah, I don't like food things dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, don't like, I don't like food. <laughs> I have a gluten allergy. I can't eat anything good. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I sound nothing like George, but <laughs> I'm just worried. I hope this doesn't become like a new a new thing, thing. where we just bash George every episode. No, where oh. he just no. I'm sure he had a bad day. He's been working long hours, and oh, you know, he just texted. I'm sure there was a reason. Okay. Oh, actually, George just texted us, and which, by the way, it is past one a.m. my time. So, listeners, I love you. <laughs> 
But George just texted, sorry I missed tonight, guys. This has been a shit of a day. <laughs> See, there you go. Poor he's, George. He's been working long hours, and God knows what happened on his drive home. Probably hit traffic um, or yeah. who knows. So, All right. We miss you, George. We'll talk to you next week. Yes. Come back. We'll give you we'll give you hugs virtually. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Teresa, where can people find you? Let's wrap this up. Well, if people want to find me, they can check me out on Instagram. My username is tmhawk24. I am Gary Ham. You can find me at Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. This has been the Marshamp Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to, but because we want to. So until our next transmission, we are going to sign off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>